0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back in. Just gone three o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday. And I say that because our next guest is probably a long way from that day in time. And it's wonderful to welcome back onto the show Sports Illustrated Senior Golf Writer Bob Harrig to the show. G'day, Bob. Hey, how are you today? Hey. Very well, sir. Gosh, I I love reading your stories, and I trawled the internet and I was finding your stories with this Patrick Reed, Rory McElroy. It's a bit of a spat, but is it made out to be something a bit bigger than than it actually is, or is there a, a genuine feud there?
1: Yeah, it's Good question. I mean, I think more was probably made out of what happened last week than needed to be. Um, you know, uh, it, it, it was, it it was a little bit on the petty side, I would say, you know, uh, Reed went up to Rory on the range to say hello. And, and basically, um, you know, Rory didn't react. And then Patrick, uh, Passed a golf tee in his way, and it was caught on video, and it turned into a big deal, when it probably shouldn't have. I mean, I'm I'm guessing Reed that that probably wasn't a smart move on Reed's part. Why would he think that? You know, Reed's kind of a loner anyway. Why why go? What why would you go up to him, especially knowing that, um, you know that that Rory had been served as subpoena over the holidays, um, by a guy who represents. Uh, read, but also was doing something on behalf of live golf. So it's just, it was just awkward. And, and then of course, as it turns out, they, they end up dueling to, you know, to win the tournament.
0: Yeah, uh, I see. Which is pretty amazing. I said to the listeners, I was in bed, and before I went to sleep, I just clicked refresh on the uh, scoreboard out of Dubai, and there was one shot in it and three holes to go. I got back up and went into the lounge and thought these two could be in a playoff, and that's a playoff I don't want to miss. Ultimately, it didn't happen, but that would have been interesting viewing.
1: No question. I mean, and Rory had to make about an 18-20 footer on, the, on 18 for Birdie to win, or it would have been a playoff. So uh, and actually, for a brief time, uh, Reed led by a shot. Hmm. Uh, Roy had made a bogey on the fifteenth hole, and then and then Reed followed right up and made it made a bogey on sixteen to, to 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 you know to fall back into a tie, and 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 then and then what happened was Roy birdied seventeen to go ahead, but but uh, yeah, you know it's you know it's funny how Patrick Reed sort of thrives amid controversy. Um, you know, in, in, in a week when when that happened and then there was a rules incident on Sunday uh, during the third round. Uh, and uh, and then, uh, you know, he's right there with a chance to win.
0: Would it be fair to say that Patrick Reed courts controversy?
1: You know, I don't think he means to, but it certainly follows him around. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just... Um, you know uh, the, the rules issue there. Um, uh, you know I, I don't know if I'm playing golf and and I think my ball's stuck up in a tree. I'm probably going to try to fight to 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 tell them that I think that's my ball. Um, but um, you know what's interesting is is it might not have been his ball. You know I mean and and then he then he's gonna this just sort of furthers the reputation he has as someone who's been loose with the rules now. In his defense, a rules official signed off on it. You know, there was mm. a rules official there who, you know, who's who, who agreed. And and so uh um, you know, but um uh, it's it's just kind of funny how that all how that all goes down and uh um you know it and it just it just doesn't help him.
0: I reckon we could go into business, Bob, with um golf binoculars, because Patrick Reed identified his ball with binoculars in the tree. This is another golfing accessory that's going about to hit the market. I feel like.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, and and, and then a rules official did too. You mm. know, so, um, uh, so, it was, um, uh, it, you know, and that's ultimately why why the guy allowed him to take a drop because he, the rules official himself thought that he that he spotted the ball up in the tree under, um, you know, what, what, uh, what Patrick was telling him. So, but there's been, there's been video evidence that suggests that, uh, you know, that, that they were looking in the wrong tree. I mean, you just, you know, you can't make this stuff up. It's, uh, it's, it's just incredible how this sort of thing just keeps happening. And, and, uh, and, and how we're talking about it again.
0: The other thing we've been talking about for the best part of a year, and it hasn't always been um, particularly well-received, but it's compelling as the live golf situation continues to roll on. Some people call it a golfing circus, the Saudi circus. You've been in the very fortunate um, presence very recently of the big, big first signing Phil Mickelson, and that's why I feel very privileged to have you on our show in New Zealand here today, Bob. Uh, you met with Phil Mickelson. How hard was that to instigate to have a sit-down one-on-one with Phil?
1: Well, I should, I should say it was, it was only done by phone. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, I've known Phil for years. Um, I think we have a decent relationship um, and so I reached out to his people a couple of weeks ago cause I thought, you know, nobody had talked to Phil since October, you know, since their last event and, and, and this week's tournament in Saudi is sort of where the whole firestorm began a year ago. Mm. And, uh, I kind of thought it would be good to catch up with them and just, you know, see what was going on. And so that's how that transpired. I mean, I, I appreciate the fact that, uh, you know, that, that he that he would talk to me about all that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit awkward because, because, um, you know, I, I'll be honest. I don't know personally how I feel all about live. You know, it's, I, I have tried very, very hard to be impartial and to, and to give them a benefit of the doubt, certainly to be fair. Uh, but, but, you know, it's incredibly controversial and it continues to be, you know, and I think it will continue to be going forward. Um, you know the, the Saudi funding is is a big sore spot for a lot of people in America, um, you know, and I'm sure around the world as well. But, but, but you know, it's a, a it is a big thing here. There are just some people that that is a non-starter for them. You know, even though our government considers them an ally, and there's there's all kinds of of uh, of you know complications when you're talking about something like this, but. That's a non-starter for some people. And then you have the idea that, you know, weren't you compensated and, and didn't you do quite well playing on the PGA Tour where your legacy was built? You know, and, and so I just think there's a lot of questions and a lot of uneasiness about Live. Now, to their credit, they got off the ground. I, I went to several of their tournaments. Uh, you know, there's going to be one that's, you know, relatively close to you and Adelaide in in the spring um, they're, they're trying to bring it to places that might not have ever seen Phil Mickelson play golf mm. or, or Dustin Johnson or Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, and, you know, once you're there, uh, I know people aren't big fans of a shotgun start or, or what have you, but you know, it it's golf, it's a golf tournament, you know, it's set up nicely. They have a, a good presentation. You know, there's a lot there for spectators to do. Um, you know, so if, If people are inclined to get past, you know, some of the negatives, certainly the political ramifications, um, you know, I think it has something to offer. You know, it's 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 got some positives. I mean, just like PGA Tour events do, you know, they have a lot of great things going for them, too. So uh, it's it's just been an interesting time. And and, you know, for the first time in my time covering golf, you know, we it's you know, it's basically have two circuits to cover. You know, you, you can't just ignore those guys. So um, uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's made for a challenging last year, that's for sure. Yeah, because I, I sort of
0: see PGA Tour as tradition and I see Live Golf as innovation, prepared to try things. If there's been any criticism, I guess, over the probably last 20, 30 years, is the PGA Tour hasn't really changed it up much. Um, they've, they've got the Tour Championship and, they, and they've got um, the FedEx, which is reasonably new. But by and large, the four-round tournaments, um, there's the majors, there's the unofficial fifth majors, there's the FedEx Cup. Not much has changed. Live Golf, they're, they're trying the team thing, they're going to different countries, different formats. You mentioned shotgun starts. Do you think, or how long? I, I think it's an inevitable that there's going to be a concession one way or the other or a compromise or a coming together or something's going to happen. Do you feel like the personalities are too big at the moment to allow not a marriage, but maybe a friendship?
1: Well, well, first of all, let me say that I think you made a very fair point there. The, the PGA Tour has been very stuck in its ways for a long time, and that might be why something like this could happen. You know, the, the tour is all about 72-hole stroke play events. Um, I'm not saying they needed to play 14 54-hole events like Liv is going to do. But what would be wrong with four or five or six? Mm. The LPGA plays 54-hole events. You know, maybe some. Well, you know, why not, why not go to a – maybe there's a couple of markets where it's better suited for 54 holes. You know, maybe they can't get volunteers for an entire week. But it, it makes sense to shorten the week. How, how is that a bad thing? I mean, in men's tennis, they they play three sets in regular events and five in the majors. You know what's so bad about the you know going to fifty four holes once in a while? What's bad about trying a shotgun start? Mm. You know um, what's bad about having a team uh, format? You know I, again, it, the tour could have done some of these things in smaller doses, and and uh, and maybe that works. Now to your question about can they get along? I, I don't see it happening in the short term. Um, there's litigation on both sides. That would first have to end. Um, there's been a lot of animosity. Uh, you know, frankly, I, I, I think Liv has has made a mistake in, in being such a protagonist. You know, Greg Norman's original, um, you know, sort of mandate was we want to be additive. And so they set up their schedule basically – to not go up against the legacy PGA tour events. Uh, well if you want to be additive then why are you always poking at them? You know, and it just angers people. Like they've they've actually done quite well. They've launched, they got a lot of named players, they have a schedule of 14 tournaments. You know, they're going to some neat places, Australia, Singapore, they're going to go to Spain, Mexico. Uh, they're going back to back to England. Um, you know, they're going to some, some places in the U S that are underserved for golf. Um, you know, in a, in a way they've, they've already won,
0: Mm. uh,
1: but they don't do themselves any favors by making it out. Like the PGA tours got all these problems. I mean, the tour has its issues, but it's, it's been a pretty darn good vehicle for the game for decades. And, uh, they, they might get along better if they didn't always, say so many negative things about them and i think it works the other way too the tour is awfully thin-skinned about live you know the the tour has a great product with a lot of things going for it and they've improved it greatly this year i would just let it play out like why feel the need to even you know worry about knocking them just just uh just do your thing
0: Mm. finally um during your chat with phil mickelson did he did he comment on, um, you know, he was 30-odd years, I'm guessing, on, on the PGA Tour, lifelong friends, competitors but friends on and off the course, combatants, all that sort of thing. Does he still maintain those friendships that, that he's forged over his years on the PGA Tour?
1: I did try to ask him that, and he suggested that um, he is, that he is still close to the people that he was always close to. Um, the ones that he had a more distant relationship with, he said, you know, those are the ones that it's going to, it's going to be harder now who he's talking about. I'm not quite sure. He didn't name names. I asked him to, he didn't, he goes, I don't want to call anybody out. I don't want to forget somebody. Um, I, you know, it's possible he didn't want to put them in a bad spot. Uh, but, um, you know, one thing I noticed over the weekend, uh, you know, at the Dubai event that I was watching, um, you know, the, the live guys who are in the field, they seem to be getting along fine with the guys they were playing with. You know, I think at the end of the day, um, some, uh, most of these guys recognize that they made a decision. They were offered a choice and they made a decision. Why criticize them for it? Um, you know, a, a lot, a lot of people in, in sports make decisions for money, you know, and, uh, and that's what these guys did. They were offered a business opportunity. And, uh, you know, I've, I've had my own discussions with colleagues. Um, you know, we discu- we discussed the moral dilemma, the you know, the, the political dilemma. You know, could you go to work for them? Mm. And, you know, a lot of us are like, if you were going to be paid eight to ten times what you're making to do the same job, wouldn't you think hard about it? <laughs> you know, I mean, like if, if they offered, you know, let's let's say live had their own. Like you know, full-fledged website, and they wanted me to work for them. If 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 they if they came to me and wanted to pay me all this money to do the same job I'm doing, basically, you know, if, if I turned them down out of moral reasons, is that gonna is that gonna have any impact on the Saudis? You know, like that. I, I it's sort of the, these are the things that I think we're all struggling with as this thing take as, as this thing takes off because you know there's just a lot of a lot of questions and dilemmas that that go along with it.
0: Bob Harrigan of Sports Illustrated. One last question. Um, Phil Mickelson uh, is still eligible to play the majors and I'd imagine that's going to be his main focus. Is he, he, he's got the rights, he's earned the right. Um, Hall of Fame golf with the whole shebang. World rankings points for live players because that affects your eligibility. Masters, for example, top 50 automatic selection. Um, world rankings for live players. Where do we stand there?
1: It's sort of, uh, you know, it's sort of a mystery to be honest with you. Um, you know, they submitted an application last summer. Um, we've been told that it's being studied, but there's no indication on when they're going to make a decision. I think Live Golf is hoping for a decision before their first event. Um, there's all kinds of conflicts with that too. the The World Golf Ranking is. Is basically com- comprised of, of you know the main existing top tours and the majors, and the PJ Tour and the DP World Tour aren't wanting to give live world ranking points. In fact, the leaders of their tours have recused themselves from the discussion. So, um, you know, it's 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 an awkward another awkward situation. I mean, I've written and suggested that given that they have only 48 players and the way the world ranking system is now formulated that it made some changes about six months ago, smaller field events don't get as many points. Hmm. And so, you know, it's not like if they did get world ranking points that these guys are just going to go, you know, soaring up the world rankings with, you know, a modicum of success. They won't, it'll be harder. They're gonna probably get about half, or maybe even less, the number of points of a regular PGA Tour event. Unless you're finishing top three to five, you're not really gonna be making up much ground. Uh, I would just give them the points and let it play out, mm. you know, because uh, it's uh, it's it's a uh, you know what, uh, because the the other side of it is is you've got some world class players that should be ranked. Dustin Johnson isn't the 42nd ranked player in the world or wherever he is right now, you know, but that's where he's fallen to because he didn't earn a single ranking point playing for live last year. And, uh, you know, he's a top 20 player, probably top 15. So like that's, that's where this is a problem with with them not giving them the points. And, And obviously the longer we go, the more they slide down.
0: Oh, Bob Herrig, wonderful chat. Always enjoy, enjoy chatting to you. Uh, Sports Illustrated, um, the the full um, extrapolated conversation you had with um, Phil Mickelson, this is on the Sports Illustrated website. Just look for Bob Herrig. Follow him on Twitter. He's a great golf analyst and a contributor. Really appreciate your time today, Bob.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Have a great rest of the day.
0: Cheers. Bob Herrig there, wonderful golf writer. Give him a follow on the socials. Hit up the website. We'll be back in a moment.